Um, so turn with me this morning, Jeremiah chapter number 20. Jeremiah chapter number 20. Yesterday morning, Lord, uh, sent this to my heart, and uh, I did not know that Brother Gravely preached a message out of Jeremiah chapter number 20. Um, I did not know that. I was not there. I was preaching. Um, and so it seems like you needed to hear it again, and so uh, it's just going to be a it can only be a help to us, right? And uh, uh, I'm going to preach on the simple thought, we can't quit, amen? We can't quit. That's exactly how I'm going to title it. We can't quit with an exclamation point, hallelujah. You know, the life of Jeremiah and the ministry of Jeremiah, he was known very much as the weeping prophet. He was known as the weeping prophet, and, and for really good reason, honestly. Let's read our text this morning. Jeremiah chapter number 20, stand to your feet, verse 7. The Bible says, O Lord... Thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I am in derision. Daily every one mocketh me. For since I I spake, I cried out, I cried, violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me in a derision daily. Then, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart. As a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, I could not stay. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Lord, help us this morning. Please, God, Lord, you've laid this message on my heart. I know it without a shadow of a doubt. But, God, I pray you'd help us this morning to worship you. Lord, thank you, God, for giving us the strength to go on, to move on, Lord, when we don't feel like we can. Help us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Jeremiah preached for 40 years uh, in Judah, in that, in that country there. And in that place, there was a, they, were, they were held at captivity in the hands of the Babylonians. They were not yet in captivity, but they were going to be in captivity. And so during his fateful time of ministry and preaching there, Jeremiah was the only voice of truth. Uh, he was the only voice of reason. He was the only voice of righteousness. Uh, that was in that land among the people and that had any desire at all for righteousness in essence. And so so here he is, and while Jeremiah remained faithful to his calling, uh, and he sure enough was, he was very faithful to his calling, uh, his efforts appeared to be little value or benefit at all. Um, they really, they're, they're, it seemed like at all there wasn't much going on there in the life of Jeremiah as he's preaching uh, righteousness and he's preaching the right way and everything. And after 30 or 40 years of preaching, you'd find, uh, you'll find that no no conversion was ever took place uh, that we know of recorded in the ministry of, uh, of Jeremiah here. There was not one convert. He preached for 40 solid years of judgments coming. And not one convert came to truth and righteousness. Not one. And so... In reality, though, how many would continue on for 40 weeks nowadays? Uh, how many would continue for 40 weeks, much less 40 years, uh, uh, and preach, preach the glorious uh, gospel of Jesus Christ uh, for people who won't even hear it half the time? Uh, who would go on that long for that? Uh, and I tell you, is that uh, as we see, there was uh, so much that Jeremiah faced. There was extreme oppression. Uh, he faced difficulty. He was impoverished. Uh, uh, he was imprisoned. Uh, he was ridiculed uh, all at the hands of his very own. How about that? 
Oh, at the hands of his very own. And uh, at the time of our text, he's been faithfully preaching for 30 years uh, uh, in that place. Uh, he's been faithfully preaching and proclaiming the Word of God for some 30 years uh, um, from what I could see. And while, we, uh, while we're not prophets as Jeremiah was, you're not a prophet, I'm not a prophet. Uh, and, but, but I tell you is this, is that we're not called on to warn rebellious people of a judgment to come. We're not called on to do that. That's really not what we're called on to do. You do understand that, right? I understand judgment is coming, but that's not just our calling uh, to just go proclaim judgment, but rather it's go to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not to say somebody out there in the world, hey friend, you going to hell, and that might be true, uh, but that's not your job. It's to tell them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, you say, what's well, the gospel? The death, burial, resurrection is what the gospel is. Uh, and that's our job to do. Uh, and I tell you is that I, we're not prophets. We're not here to warn rebellious people, but I am sure we have all experienced some season in our life uh, that where we have just wanted to quit. Where we just wanted to throw it all in, uh, where we could probably relate to Jeremiah's feelings. And I tell you is that I, you know, I know for one I have. We, as we strive to serve the Lord and as we strive to live for Him, we will come up uh, to people who oppress us uh, and what we do and go against everything that we've ever believed uh, and they will go against it. And I can assure you uh, there will be times when you just want to quit and give up fighting. It's the truth. Let the Word of God encourage you this morning as I preach on the thought, we can't. Notice three, four things with me this morning. I'll be done quickly. Notice number one, I want you to notice Jeremiah's contemplation. Here he is uh, at this point in time. And he said, then I said, I will not make mention of thy name. Uh, I, you know, I will not uh, mention of him nor speak any more of his name. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. Here's Jeremiah looking back on 30 years of ministry. He's looking back on 30 years of preaching uh, faithfully and serving the Lord. Uh, and as he contemplated on it, uh, this was his attitude towards it at the exact moment. Uh, he looked at it and he said, I cannot go on this way anymore. Uh, I cannot do it like this anymore. Uh, and this statement stands close to home with me, friend, uh, because I've said that many times to the Lord, uh, where I cannot go on. Uh, I'm not going to act super spiritual this morning. Uh, I'm just going to tell you the God's honest truth. Uh, when you're not faithful, it hurts me. Uh, when you're not here, it hurts me. When you're not there, it hurts me. Uh, all I'm saying is that there's many things in this life uh, that makes a person want to quit uh, and want to just give in. Uh, you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. If you give him an inch, he'll take a mile on me. Uh, if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile on you. Uh, it does not matter, friend. Uh, all I'm saying is this statement stands close to home uh, where you get there uh, and you say, I'll not make mention of him nor speak any more of his name. Uh, and I tell you is that I'm sure it can probably stand close to home with you as well. I'm sure it can, and we may or may not have said it like Jeremiah said, uh, but we probably felt it. Uh, we probably thought it. We probably went through something along those lines uh, and questioned our ability to move on uh, at any point of time. And looking back, uh, we can see how he felt just a little bit. Looking back, we can see here, that's why we read verse 7, uh, and he felt deceived. Uh, he said, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, uh, and I was deceived. Uh, o Lord, thou hast deceived me. Uh, here he is blaming it on the Lord, on something that the Lord never done. Uh, you see what he did there? Uh, these are, they're very clearly strong 
strong words, uh, but they're spoken from a heart of honesty uh, before the Lord. You do know it's okay to be honest with the Lord, right? Uh, it's okay to ask why every once in a while. You ought not do it, but it's okay to do it every once in a while. Uh, and I tell you, it's that God already knew how Jeremiah felt. He already knew how he felt at this time. Uh, and so Jeremiah just went ahead and verbalized his feelings uh, to him. Uh, and so here he is. He honestly felt uh, as if he had been deceived by the Lord. Friend, I tell you, he reveals his displeasure with his current situation. He felt as if the Lord had revealed uh, unto him the great difficulty he, refa- he would face at the beginning. He felt that the Lord would have already revealed that to him uh, and everything would have already come to pass. But he, you know, he had hoped for better success. You get called into something one day. I hope that you do. If you get called into something, you'll hope for better success. I promise you. I promise you, you'll hope for better success. But I tell you, is that he faced, he faced nothing but one defeat after the other. He's simply saying, Lord, I shouldn't be here. I didn't sign up for this. Lord, you called me into preaching and I told you I was too young. Uh, I told you all that. And he said, you know, the Lord says, uh, um, since I formed thee in the the womb, uh, in their mother's womb, uh, I knew thee and ordained thee to prophet among many nations. Uh, And he tells them all that. And I'm sure uh, that some of us and many of us uh, can say that we've had similar situations, right? We've questioned why things turned out the way they did. We may not like to admit it, uh, um, but we've even blamed God and accused Him. I mean, all I'm saying, friend, is that we've we've failed to provide a full disclosure about uh, our own situation oftentimes. And I'm not preaching this in a mean spirit. I'm actually happy about this. I want to give you some encouragement. Uh, um, But I have. I felt this way. Uh, And had had we known uh, then what we know now, we may not have agreed to follow the Lord. We felt deceived. And so he felt deceived. He said, I, I, Lord, you've deceived me. And I was deceived uh, very, very clearly. And then he felt discouraged. He tells us on a little farther, he said, Thou art stronger than I and hast prevailed. He felt discouraged here. Uh, it appears Jeremiah viewed uh, um, this as a test of his faith. Now, now, an examination of his performance, and he hadn't measured up to it. Uh, There's no way that he could do this. Uh, He hadn't measured up to what God had called him to do. But he had. He's discouraged about that, you know, and he felt as if uh, th- th- he had struggled with the Lord instead of those who refused to heed his message, uh, and the Lord had prevailed. Uh, he had struggled with the Lord rather than the ones who had heard his message. Jeremiah felt God had challenged him in a test of endurance, and he was unable to meet the expectations of the Lord. Lord, thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. He said, Lord, you've put me into this mess and you've put me here and here I am and I've preached what I thought you said I would preach. I'm supposed to be preaching. He said, and Lord, I'm here at this point of time and Lord, I couldn't do it, but you did it, Lord. Thou art stronger than I, Lord. You set me up to this test and you put me in this place to do this, Lord. And I just couldn't do it, Lord. I didn't meet the expectations you asked me to. At this moment in life, he was quite a bit discouraged. It's very clear. 
You know, I've been there. If you've never been there uh, before, it's easy for you to look on the situation and question the response uh, of Jeremiah if you've never been there before. I mean, it's easy to look upon it and say, oh, Jeremiah, shouldn't, why, how in the world could he say such things? How could he say these things? How could he fail uh, to see that the struggle was not with God, uh, but the struggle was with those who were not heeding his message? How, how could Jeremiah do those things? Well, this was a spiritual struggle. It wasn't a problem created by God. It was a problem created by man. We understand that, but this is the oldest tactic that the, employ- that, that, that the enemy will ever bring upon you. It's one of the oldest tactics. That he, has. he loves to cause us to view our struggles from the wrong perspective. Uh, he loves to cause us to do that. Uh, and just as it was with Jeremiah, God uh, is never the problem. Amen. Amen. But Satan wants us to feel as if God had pleasure in our own defeats. And God had pleasure in this. And He loves to create a heart of, of discouragement and discontentment in our lives. And if the enemy can move our attention from the real struggle that we actually do have, he can hinder our victory and keep us discouraged along the way. He felt discouraged, friend. He felt uh, as if he was deceived. Uh, and then also, if you read on a little farther, he said, uh, I am in derision daily. Uh, I'm in derision daily, he says. Uh, Everyone mocketh me. Sure. He felt like he was deserted. Sure. To be honest, this probably wasn't far from reality. I mean, in reality. I mean, it, it probably wasn't far from the truth because everybody probably did mock him. I mean, you know, I tell you, is that, but, but I'm sure that the devil had made it bigger in Jeremiah's eyes than it actually was. Seems to happen sometimes. And I tell you, is that he was in derision, uh, um, he felt ridiculed, uh, and it's bigger than what he could actually see. Uh, and he was ashamed of it. He made him, he made him ashamed of what he preached. I mean, that's how the devil works. He felt as if everyone in Judah was mocking him and no one cared. I don't know if that's not the case exactly, but, but he felt like everybody was there in that time and he felt alone uh, in the great struggle that he was facing. And friend, I tell you this morning, uh, again, th- this, is a, this is another favorite tactic of the enemy. It is, it is. He wants us to believe that uh, no one cares for us uh, or no one has any concerns for our uh, well-being or anything along those lines or any of the difficulties uh, that we face in this life. And He would have us uh, believe that our faith is not existent uh, and it's just not there and no one is interested uh, in the ways of righteousness. Uh, You can see this throughout the Bible. Elijah was in the cave. Why? Because no one was with him. There's so many different uh, 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 different times that, that took place in, uh, and no one is interested in the ways of righteousness anymore. Uh, it's easy to feel that in this world too, amen? It's easy to feel that way and he wants us uh, to, the devil wants us to feel like we're lonely uh, and, and in despair uh, and we fall into temptation uh, of abandoning our faith. Uh, have you, have we, have we not all felt like saying why should I care? Uh, have we not all felt like saying no one else cares? Uh, it, it wouldn't matter if I quit anyways. Uh, no one would even care about me. Uh, I'm not going to act super spiritual friend. Uh, I have been in these moments when I felt like everyone hated me. In this church, 
Friend, I tell you, he felt deserted. Then also we can read in verse 9, Then said I, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. He felt done. Here he is, friend. This brings together the way Jeremiah felt uh, at this exact moment is that he had decided to abandon the work uh, and walk away. Lord, I'm done. I cannot go on anymore. I'm done preaching and what you do, what you call me to do. I'm done. It varies with every person, but we can we can't fall to the place of being done. We can't fall to the place of being done. Uh, and there's, there's too many quitting out there today. Amen. Amen. There's too many people giving up out there today. Uh, there is too many. And Monday morning I'll probably feel different than I do right now. But there's too many people out there quitting. There's people quitting over here. There's people quitting over there, over there, over there. There's people quitting everywhere. Uh, have, we, uh, have you been there though uh, where you said, Look, uh, Lord, uh, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'll never believe those the motives of the. I'll, I'll never believe these motives please the Lord. By the way, I don't believe they please the Lord at all. But I sure I'm thankful for His strength and His leadership in these times uh, because I've needed Him. Amen. Uh, he felt done. He felt uh, deserted, uh, and that's just what he how he felt. He said, "Lord, I'm not speaking anymore of Your name." Jeremiah's contemplating. Secondly, I want you to notice Jeremiah's conclusion. The Bible says. Verse 9, but his word was in mine heart. Amen. As a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary for bearing and could not stay. There's so much shouting grounds in that word right there. We should get up here. Preachers should be able to get up here and read the word of God and things be done. I should be able to read the verse, the whole chapter of Jeremiah, I mean, the whole book of Jeremiah, and just stand up here and just read it. And be on shouting grounds. It's the word of God. It's sad that man's word has to be added to it. Amen. Uh, but I tell you the truth is that he said, But his word uh, was shut up in my bones, uh, my heart as a burning fire in, shut up in my bones. Uh, Jeremiah's conclusion was, uh, is that while Jeremiah may have wanted to quit, uh, he may have wanted to give up his calling, uh, there was something within him uh, that refused to let him do such thing. Uh, there was something in him. Well, what was in him? Uh, well, the existence of the Word of God uh, was in him. Uh, he may have wanted to quit, friend, uh, he, but the Word of God uh, was in his heart, uh, guiding his life uh, and compelling him to press on. Amen. 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 I know I'm not the preacher that you heard on Friday night, friend, but I tell you something, it burns in my heart. Uh, as much as his flesh wanted to quit, uh, the Word was abiding within him. Uh, it wouldn't let him go. Uh, and when he contemplated quitting, uh, the Word of God would come to his mind. Uh, as he sat in his despair, uh, the Word began to rise up within his heart. Uh, as he was in that place, he simply uh, could not escape uh, the Word of God. God and the existence of it. Friend, I tell you this morning, it's impossible for a believer to fully escape the reminder of the Word of God. And we certainly can't escape the presence of the Lord. Amen. We're tempted to quit. God's Word offers strength. It helps us to press on, press on, press on. 
Amen. In my moments of despair, my moments of doubt, uh, and my moments of desertion, the Spirit uh, whispers sweet peace to me. uh, And there is one who abides within me uh, that compels me to press on. Uh, It's the existence of the Word of God. Uh, It's the excitement for the Word of God. Uh, He said, but His Word uh, within my heart, uh, my heart, uh, as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Uh, it, It was exciting for the word of God it was shut up in his bones and it wasn't just sitting there it wasn't just a small little light no it was a burning fire it was what it was Jeremiah had convinced himself to leave everything that he had ever preached and what he had powered down from the pulpits he said I am done with it I am leaving it and when he thought he could stop his desire for the Lord and for preaching the word it grew like a raging fire. Amen. Amen. Shut up within his bones. You know, beloved, I tell you is that when the when we encounter Christ in salvation, our lives are completely transformed, never to be the same again. We never, we may try to make a conscious decision to leave and, and all that kind of stuff, leave what we have, but it's much easier to convince ourselves to have such an effort to keep on. Friend, I tell you, we cannot escape the guidance and conviction of the Spirit of God. Too many people are leaving nowadays. And when they leave, I do, I absolutely do question what they believe. I, I absolutely do question if they're saved. You say, well, that's not your job to do so. Well, it don't matter if it's my job to do so. If you leave, I'll question you too. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't care how good you are here. If you ain't got something that will stick... Then you ain't got nothing. All I'm saying, friends, we cannot escape the guidance uh, and the conviction of the Spirit. Uh, and people tell me all the time, uh, Oh, preacher, God called me to that church. Uh, hogwash, friend. Uh, God called you to a church that's just like you. God called you to a church that's just like you, that you can live however you want to live, uh, and you can listen to preaching and do whatever you want to do, uh, and live and please how, oh my goodness, I just want to feel the way I feel. I just want to do the way I do. I don't have to go to church all three services. I don't have to do this. I don't have to live by the blessed Word of God. I don't have to because the preacher ain't going to tell me. The preacher ain't going to call nothing out. I'm tired of that mess, friend. If God's got something real inside of you, uh, it's going to stay the same. Uh, If God never changes, why should we change? Amen. Like it, lump it, bump it, dump it, take it across the road. I don't care. I do not care. I'm fed up with the mess that's going on today. Fed up with it. There's too much junk out there to not hear nothing in here. You see, you see people who have left the churches around uh, and who have left all these churches, good, solid churches, uh, and then you see them in two months and see how much they've changed. Yeah. You know what that tells you? That tells you, you say they're, they're changed in their wardrobe, they're changed in their walk, they're changed in their ways, uh, they're changed in their talk. Uh, everything they used to do, they're starting to do again. Uh, you see pictures on Facebook and there's alcohol in front of them at the table. There's so many different things like that. Uh, can I just tell you, you know what the problem is? Not them, the preacher. They ain't got no preaching. They have no preaching. 
You know what? If you don't listen, you know what helps you grow? You say, I preach, I read the Bible every single day. I know you do, but that's not what your word of God tells you. Because if you read the Bible, you would understand it. Because the Bible tells me that through the preaching of the word. First Peter tells us that through the preaching of the word, through, from, it goes from milk to meat, right? From milk to meat. And it, it lays our lives out there, but it has to come through the preaching of the word. It has to come through the preaching of the Word. That is God's design and God's blueprint and God's avenue of getting you where you need to be. That is God's design. The less preaching you hear, the less living you're going to be like Him. Just telling you the truth. That's the less preaching. That's God's way. God's way. And you wonder why people are changing left and right. Because they're listening to all these televangelists. They're listening. Uh, they don't have to come to Sunday school because tele, they, 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 they can stay home and listen to the, the Sunday school teacher at home. Uh, and they can listen to the TV and they can listen to the us. That is not church and that's not God's way. I'm not against it now. I'm not, I'm not against, now I'm against most of the televangelists. I 100% am. I'm against them. I'm absolutely against them. I believe they're absolutely against God's word, most of them. There's a very few that's halfway decent. But I'm telling you the truth this morning. Is that there is something that was shut up in his bones. That he could not quit. He could not change. He was going to go right back. And you keep on reading after chapter 20. And you'll find Jeremiah's preaching the same way he preached before. He might have wanted to quit. Uh, only difference between you and difference between I and difference between Jeremiah is the simple fact is that his is just in the Word of God for all to see. We felt this way before. And Jeremiah is here and he had an excitement for the Word of God. I have seen people in this church who used to run laps, who used to shout, who used to live a holy lifestyle, who used to do all of that stuff. But when they left, they lost all the excitement and all the way that they used to be. Why? Because they don't have preaching. Jeremiah said, I couldn't quit. I got too much in my bones that couldn't let me get back. It's, it's normally new converts. They don't have it just yet. They don't have it just yet. But I'm telling you something. There's some new converts in this church right now. And they need to hear what I'm saying this morning. Need to grow from it. Excitement for the Word of God. Also, the efficiency of the Word of God. Efficiency. Jeremiah soon realizes here it was easier to deal with the rebellious Jews than it was to argue with God. Can I just tell you, you'll never win an arm wrestling match with the Lord. You'll never win it. When Jeremiah wanted to leave and when he wanted to abandon the Lord, the Lord would not leave or abandon him. That's the difference here, friend, is that when he laid down his head at night, the Word was there. It spoke to his heart through the Spirit. When he woke up in the morning, the Lord still remained in his life. The Word still was there. And friend, that's the difference. He could not escape the presence. He could not escape the power of the Lord uh, is that he it was effective in his life 
I'm sure glad on our Lord. Our Lord promised never forsake us, leave us. He promised never do that. You know, He would never abandon us in the journey. Uh, uh, even when we think that it is, it's what we want. Uh, even when we think we want something out there, we want to go this way uh, or we want to go that way. Uh, we may have a desire. Uh, we may desire to walk away from the Lord, uh, but His presence is ever near us. The Spirit will not give up on those who are in Christ. And you can expect the Spirit to trouble your heart, drawing you to look toward the Lord even, your, even if you desire to walk away. Thank God and His Word is effective. Thank God it's effective. I tell you the truth, there's been too many people I've seen on a personal basis where they've got out from under good preaching. I'm not saying I'm just a good preacher because I, I don't feel I'm any kind of preacher, okay? But I'll just tell you this much. It's the Word that does the preaching. And when the Word of God is expounded, when the Word of God is preached and boldly proclaimed the whole counsel of the Lord, and then when you get into those hard things, right? Those things like how you dress and those things like how you act and how you talk uh, and how you do all that kind of stuff. Uh, how you walk, the King James Bible, you know, that sort of stuff. When you get into that sort of stuff and they're, they're all for it. And then they leave and the next thing you know, everything changes. Everything. This... Never did. It's exactly the same. And I tell you the truth, this hasn't either. I've never, I've not changed. I've preached the same word of God through the same lips. I might preach it with a little bit more compassion than I used to, a little less, a little less zeal, I guess you'd say. But I'm just telling you the truth is that there is something in this Word uh, that will only make you get closer to the Lord uh, if you stay in it rather than farther away from it. Uh, it is effective in your walk, friend. Amen. Amen. And then I want you to notice His endurance by the Word of God. And then the Bible tells us, uh, I was weary with forbearing uh, and I could not stay. He's not talking about He could not stay with the Lord. He's talking about He could not stay in his doubt, in his desertion, in his ways of feeling. Uh, he could not stay away from the Lord. Uh, and Jeremiah gets in the leading of the Lord uh, and he determined to press on uh, for him. Uh, he had endured his moment of weakness and despair uh, and but decided by the help of the Lord uh, to continue serving him. The persistence of the Lord made him stay in the fight. Can I just tell you that the Lord never leads you to a church worse? Amen. Amen. Lord will never lead you to a church that's away from His Word. He'll never leave you to a church that's away from His Word. Never. Ever, 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 ever. He never will. I don't care how bad. Most people leave here as Lord just led us somewhere else. That's a lie straight out of the pits of hell. Just tell the truth. Just tell you got mad at somebody. Just tell that you didn't like the preaching. Just tell it like it is, friend. Because uh, you know where liars go? Hell. That's where liars go. They go to hell. And I tell you, it's that it's too bad that people want to leave the preaching of the Word of God. Amen. Thank God. I feel like we're really, really digging these plows in the ground and preaching this morning, friend. 
Amen. I like it. Hallelujah. Uh, God made him stay in the fight is what he made him do. Uh, He practically said, hey, I couldn't quit if I wanted to. Uh, There's too much inside of me uh, that would allow me to quit. And the truth is, uh, the Lord will win. Uh, He can never lose. Uh, We all agree on that. The enemy can plant seeds of doubt in our mind. uh, But our Lord uh, is more than able to overcome those. Uh, It is much easier if we'd submit it like Jeremiah did sooner rather than later and there's no reason for us to live a defeated lifestyle Jesus already overcame everything that was possible that could possibly hinder or stop our lives he defeated sin he defeated Satan he defeated hell he defeated death he defeated the grave he defeated all that and we are more than conquerors through him and that's what the Bible says the Bible says if he be for us who could be against us there's no one and if you're contemplating giving up on the Lord I pray he will ignite a fire under your bosom because you need it friend you need it you do need it. So do I. I pray he keeps that fire alight. I mean, it needs to be lit, amen. 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 There's too much sleeping going on in the church today. Amen. There's too much mess going on. There's too much people going on. There's too much sleeping. How people, I'm not talking about just a literal sense. I'm talking about an absolute spiritual sense. There's people sleeping on God. Jeremiah's contemplating his conclusion. Thirdly, I want you to notice Jeremiah's crowd. This will be a short one. Verse number 10, the Bible says, For I heard the defaming of many. Fear on every side. Report say they, and we will watch it. All my familiars watch for my halting, saying, Peradventure he will be enticed, and we'll shall, we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. He's telling us very clearly this crowd who who the who this tells us who the crowd was, a bunch of jokers. I mean, and no, they, they were saying he'll quit eventually. Eventually, he'll be enticed and he'll turn aside, and then we can get him. Friend, I tell you, that may be what some are saying about you right now. But eventually, friend, they'll get off their spiritual... They'll say something along the lines that eventually they'll get off their spiritual high horse. And eventually they'll stop being holier than thou. And eventually they'll stop... It's not that I'm being holier than thou. I'm just trying to live the Word of God. That's what it is. And friend, eventually they'll quit preaching to me. Eventually they'll just stop. Can I just give you some short advice this morning? Do not... Don't stop when they say that mess. Uh, I've heard it time and time again. uh, And I've seen people get born again because of that. Because persistence. uh, Because of consistency. Uh, You keep on with them. I promise you God will bring the increase. Jeremiah's crowd said they just going to quit. Eventually. Eventually he'll be turned aside. Eventually he'll be enticed. Eventually all that will take place. I've heard people say it about me. Eventually he'll get off that high horse. (laughs) I ain't quitting, and I ain't changing either. You can like how I preach, you can not like how I preach. I mean, I love you to death, but I don't, I, I don't want you to feel like you have to just stand under the preaching. All I know is that I'm preaching the Word of God, and I try to keep it straight, and I try to keep it simple. I don't try to keep it short because we need more preaching. Amen. Amen. It's okay to get 
eight hours a day of school every day. I mean, why is it not okay to get eight hours a day of, of, of preaching? Amen. I mean, I know you're not going to get that, but you only get it three hours a week if you're here all the time. Jeremiah's crowd. Lastly, I want you to notice Jeremiah's Christ. The Bible says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall not never be forgotten, but our Lord of hosts, that triest the righteous and seest thy reins in the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them, for unto thee I have opened my call. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hands of the evildoer. We see his Christ here. Jeremiah coming down, he said, But the Lord is with me. But the Lord is with me. Thank God He is. Thank God He was. He's still the same. The great I am still is. We've said it many times. He is the same. And there's a few things that the enemy will not do that the Lord, if you'll stay with Him, will do. I noticed in this verse. Well, number one, you will prevail. They will not. That's what he says very clearly. He says in verse 11, They shall not prevail. Your enemies will not prevail. We win. The devil will not. He may try to prove to you that he has victory. He may try to tell you all this. But what he has will not be long. It will not be long, friend. They may tell you you're missing out on all this. You're missing out on all that. You need to try this. You need to try that. But friends, I've never missed out on a single thing. I tell you, the best is still yet to come. And we will prevail. I can't quit because victory is on his way, friend. I can't quit because of that. You will prevail and they will not. You will prosper and they will not. He said they shall be greatly ashamed for they shall not prosper. And they shall not prosper. And they may be surrounding you now, but they'll not last long. Eventually they'll fall out. Amen. Press home, child of God. Help us on the way. Amen. Help us on His way. Amen. Not just the way, His way. He's on His way. Amen. Uh, they, you, you'll prevail, they'll not. You'll prosper, they'll not. Thirdly, you'll, 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 you will not plunge. They will. I know I said it backwards. They will plunge. You will not. Now what you talking about here? Well, well it, it very clear, their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Now, something that's everlasting to a lost person, the only thing that's everlasting is hell. Like a fire, right? So, uh, they're going to plunge down one day, uh, and one day they'll wish they would have listened to the preacher. I do not say this with a happy spirit. Uh, I say this with a sad spirit. Uh, um, one day, uh, people will wish they would have listened to the preacher. They wish they would have heard more preaching. Uh, they wish, uh, and they'll wish they'll listen to the parent. Uh, they'll wish they listen to the proclaimer of the gospel. But I can say with joy this morning, uh, I'm not going to hell for Friend. Amen. Amen. I'm not going down. I'm going up. Friend. Amen. Right. Verse 13, you should praise. They will not. Sing unto the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. For he hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of 
evildoers. Now in verse 11, verse 10 and verse 11, verse 10 the evildoers are talking. Verse 11, it tells us very clearly he's saying what the Lord is going to do with the evildoers, right? Verse number 12, he's saying, uh, he's given an exhortation of what the evildoers will have to come in contact with. Uh, and then in verse 13, he's telling us that the evildoers are done. Amen, friend. Every child of God ought to praise Him this morning. And I tell you, we know the end. The Lord has delivered our souls already. And it is good as done. And we ought to praise Him for the finished work of Calvary. Amen, friend. Thank the Lord we should praise Him. He's worthy. There's a God in heaven who has already settled it. Plus nothing, minus nothing. There is absolutely everything is done and that's the truth and that's why I can't quit this morning I shared what was on my heart this morning and are you struggling though I want to ask are you struggling like Jeremiah was are you really struggling like Jeremiah was are you contemplating giving up or changing or walking away or doing that have you convinced yourself that it isn't worth it have you Can I tell you the truth? The Lord is still working in amazing ways in Mountain Valley. Press on, child of God. We can't quit. We can't quit. There's too much to be going to. It'll be worth every mile. It'll be worth every trial. It'll be worth every valley we've walked through. And that's how the Lord works. And Jeremiah said, hey, I can't, I'm not speaking no more of your name. I'm not speaking nothing about you anymore. But there's a fire in my bones. There's a, the Word of God. Shut up in his bones. It's the Word of God. You get discouraged. You get in trouble. You get doing this and that. You need to go to the Word of God. There's words I can talk to you all night long and say, oh, it's going to be okay, just press on for the Lord, but you'll never get what you need until you get in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. I might be your preacher and I'm here for you every single time. I might be your pastor. But I tell you the truth is that until you get in the Word of God, you ain't going to get the help you need. I'm just telling you, I can tell you the Word of God. But until I'm, if I'm proclaiming my words, it's going to be useless. But if I'm proclaiming the Word of God... It can not fail. Ever cannot fail. Three years in and guess what? We can't quit. Four years in, guess what? We still ain't going to be able to quit. Five years in, we still ain't going to be able to quit. Fifty years in, we're still not going to be able to quit until the Lord comes back. Then, and then only, can we get the rest we need. We can't quit. Hallelujah. We can't quit. Stand to your feet this morning. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for your many blessings. Pray God you'd help us along the way. Lord, help us not to quit. Lord, help us not to even contemplate it, Lord. Lord, I, I, there's, there, the devil has been working on my mind all morning. Lord, and I ask you, God, to just bind him out of our lives. Lord, we can't quit. Lord, there's too much inside of us, Lord, to, help, to, to make us quit. Lord, thank you for your word and thank you for your presence. and Thank you for who you are to us. Help us, Lord, to keep pressing on for the glory of God. You get the glory, not us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us not to quit in a time of trouble.
Well, when we seem like nothing else is moving, it seems like no one else is moving, seems like nothing's going on, Lord. Or we seem to just get caught up on all that. God, we've seen it high, we've seen it low, we've seen a valley, we've seen a mountain. Lord, here we are. And Lord, you're still who you are. You're still who you've been. Lord, you haven't changed. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Help us be faithful to you. Help us as we go along today and come back tonight at 6 o'clock. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.